Hello. I've been thinking, and to be honest, I'm not really sure what you would call this, so I guess for the time being, it's just therapy for me. Monday. I mentioned in the introduction um, that after... 25 plus years and 14 years at the previous um, company, I've managed to I've managed to break my career. So I've managed to find myself um, out of the corporate environment for the first time. And while it all ended, you know, amicably in a lot of ways, um, it it it's like grieving. It's a, it's an interesting process to go through, particularly if you've not been through it or you've been reliant or used to doing something for a long period of time. So at certain points over the course of the last few months, there's there's been times where I've not thought about it at all because I've been getting on with things. And then there's been times where I've been sat and I've been mulling and I've been missing and I've been grieving. Uh, one of those weeks was this week. And the reason for that was um, the industry I used to work in, um, which was the music instrument industry, had a big trade show, a big trade event, um, always about around about the second or third week of January, and that was called the NAM show, and that was held in California. And the first time I went to the NAM show, I remember thinking, "Wow, I'm now I'm I'm traveling. I'm traveling with work. I'm I'm traveling transatlantically with work. This is a real moment. This is a moment." Uh, 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 you know, in in terms of my career progression, and I've I've been out to that show fifteen, sixteen times since then, um, and I've not missed a show probably for about the last the last decade. So this week to not get on that plane was a reminder of what I wasn't doing anymore, um, and superficially, and it's and it, and it is really superficial. Then it. It, it made me. It made me start to feel a little bit down and feel like a little bit of a failure and feel and start to then question um, everything that happened over over you know my working life over the last two to three years. Just to start to say, well, look, what did I do? What did I do wrong? What could I have done better that would have meant that maybe. I would still have managed. I managed to have plotted a route through um, doing what I was doing um, with the people I was working with, so that I would still have been able to have um, to to have been there. And I guess that's that's a really natural. It's a really natural place to be, um, and it and it was obviously compounded by the amount of images from the people I knew who were there, who were on social media. And there's lots of Instagram, and there's lots of posts, and there's lots of you know the whole the whole industry I used to work in in the UK kind of shut down for a week and 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 transported itself over to to California and and then if you were left behind, you kind of felt that you felt like you but you were part of a group that was left behind. You weren't where the action was at. So <clears throat> this week, particularly Monday, um, Monday was hard work. Um, and I think I don't know if I'd like to say by the end of the week I you know I came to terms with it and it was fine, but I, I don't I don't know that I I don't know that I did. Um, so it's it was it was just I guess Monday was just one of those days. 
day. I don't know how many of you suffer from OCD. Um, and I don't mean I don't mean the ridiculous OCD. I don't mean the can't leave the house because you have to switch the lights on and off five hundred times, or that that kind of debilitating, crippling OCD. Which fortunately is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about low level OCD. Um, the bit that can be can seem quirky, but in in reality is just a real pain in the arse. Um, but you you have to live your you have to live your life by it. So I've taken a lot of comfort, would you believe, um, in washing and ironing. Um, when I guess this is a guilt thing. This is this is this is definitely a, um, an assuaging guilt thing here. So that when I stopped working, even though there wasn't a financial implication straight away and there was no financial cliff edge because of the way everything worked out. I still felt a guilt about being at home. I felt a guilt about being here when everybody else who was who normally here went off to do their day thing. And so you you say, right, okay, well, I will do stuff. And I've, I've, always, I've always cooked and, and we've always split cooking between the two of us. And, um, but I've never really washed and ironed. Um, so I thought, right, okay, th- this is a statement. This is a statement about me and about, um, you know, about self-worth. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do the washing and I'm going to do the eyeing and I don't want to be in a situation where anybody else in the, in the family, um, has to, has to do those things because I've got more time on my hands so that, I, so I'll take that responsibility. And to be honest, it was great actually. Because um, when I got over the initial shock of the fact that I absolutely detest ironing, or I thought I detested ironing, what I realised was this was something to do better. So this was something whereby if you were at home all the time and you had the ability to put a real good proper routine in place, that actually this thing wasn't as bad as you thought it, it was, and there was a, a sense of achievement. And I think, bizarrely, what I found towards or the last five years of working was I never finished anything, never actually completed a project because everything was always political and it was always an argument and it was always about nudging people into different places. So you never finished anything. And suddenly here I am and I'm in a situation where I I empty a basket of washing and I wash it and I dry it and I iron it and I put it away and it's done and it's there and it's finished. And there's a sense of achievement that that you got that I, I, I'd not been finding for quite for quite a while so tuesday this week after the chaos of christmas and after all my routines going out the window because there were other people here and it wasn't working the way that i'd set it up to work i got i got back to i got back to normality wednesday Wednesday became a day all about overcoming uh, a subconscious fear. Um, I've been thinking about a business idea for a little while. Um, one of the things I always said that if I wasn't working for somebody else, that I probably would never want to do that again, and I would want to be self-sufficient. And that's a statement that when you're working is easy to make because you have the confidence from the security of knowing that it's not a real thing. Um, and because of the the way that 
I I finished working, um, then for a lot a long time afterwards, I spoke to a lot of people and said, yeah, I'm going to do something for me. I'm going to do something for me. I'm going to try something. I've got a bit of time. I haven't got to worry too much in the short term, um, you know, about 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 cash particularly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try something because I'm in a no lose situation, and that's fine. And all those things were true. The problem there is that still doesn't actually mean that you do it and it's an easy thing to do. So I've been skirting around the edges for quite a while and doing little bits at my own pace, which is one of those phrases that means that really you've been doing fuck all. Um, so. I've had I I paid for hosting of a website and I bought a couple of domain names and I had a um I I I had a a, a website builder thing uh, that I was using and it was on yeah, it was a thirty day trial and I was okay it was coming to the point where I had to um I had to make the decision to um to you know to pay for this thing and that. I've had a couple of goes in the last part of last year. So I was I proclaimed that I was going to write and I started and wrote about three blogs and then didn't do anything with it. I don't think I finished any one of them. Um, so I'm in I'm in this situation of having great ideas, but not actually following through on on anything. And I clicked the button to pay for the website builder. And it wasn't a lot of money, but it was a it was a statement. Um, I'd done the same with the web hosting. The web hosting was literally a tenner, so it, it didn't didn't feel like anything. This this was a more significant amount of money, so this felt a little bit a little bit like we'd crossed over. And I realised because um, on Wednesday I thought, right, well, if I've got to build this website, I need some imagery. So I need to go. I want to go out and take some pictures. I want to do everything myself. I want to create the images myself, and I want to you know be as self sufficient as possible. And what in going out, which was the bit when I crossed the line, I realised that actually it was fear that held me back all this all this time. I'm petrified um, that in doing this, it will not be anything like as good as I think it could be. So I've got an idea of what I think I can do, and what's going to happen is that's going to come crashing down when the reality of what I can do is is in front of me, and I'm going to have to live with. The reality of that, I'm going to have to live with what I actually can achieve rather than what I think I can mistily, dreamily think I can do in my head. Um, and that was that was what had been keeping me stood still. That is what had been making me make the excuses. And the problem is that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to I'm just gonna have to deal with it. It's just whatever I do next is not going to be particularly if it's for me is not going to be close to what I think it should be. Um, and of course, when you're doing something else and you talk about these things, then that's not a factor. But when you've actually got to step up to the plate and do it, it is. So Wednesday at a, at a coffee shop uh, in Huddersfield called Coffee Boy, um, dismantling the place, they very kindly let me take lots and lots of photos and move lots of things around and do kind of tried to do arty shots and bits and pieces and and and, and they were great and I came out with some stuff I can use and and whilst it's still not what I think in my head that I probably could achieve it's what I did achieve and you know what I'm I'm kind of pleased with it it's 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 pretty good Thursday I spent a lot of Thursday thinking about um, ring donuts, which seems 
it's, it's probably a weird way to spend your time. You, you probably need to have gone through the last sort of six or seven months I've gone through to find yourself actually dedicating that much time to a ring donut. But there's a reason for thinking that long about a, a, a ring donut. The ring donut, I think, is is never going to get the recognition as a pastry or a cake that it truly deserves. In fact, let's widen it. Hell, let's... In terms of just the whole food spectrum, it's not going to get the the recognition that it deserves, and it it should because there's a real honesty to that particular cake. Now, by that I mean that with so many things, you you're you, it's it's but cakes particularly actually cake cakes a, a, a big part of this, but there's a whole there's a whole element of Russian roulette that goes on with a cake. Because most cakes contain something, and often you can't see that thing that it contains. And the enjoyment of that experience is ultimately going to stand or fall by what that filling is. And so many times, something that looks decent and, you know, the right size and, you know, like like it's going to be a proper foodie experience, falls flat when you realise that you take a bite and what's in it's not the fruit that you thought it was going to be, or it's a bit liquidy, or, you know, if it's a McDonald's apple pie, you scorch your mouth to to a point where you can't feel it for days. Um, so, and even a jam donut, even a jam donut. So I'm a big jam donut fan, but there's a, uh, you don't know how that jam thing is going to work. So you take a bite and is there enough? That's obviously a first thing. There's got to be enough jam dough, but it doesn't want to be too much. The, the mix of jam to dough has got to be right. So you might end up with too much, you might end up with too little, and that's always going to be a, a problem. Then you've got the whole squirtage thing going on, which is, which is you know, a slight distraction from the enjoyment because you are actually in that moment thinking, right, well, I might actually cover myself in jam here, and that's not a good look. Whereas with a ring donut, it, it kind of says to you, look, Okay, I'm not the most exciting, and but there's 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 nothing there that's gonna. I'm not gonna let you down because actually, in that centre where everything else has got something that may or may not be a disappointment, I haven't got anything. I'm exactly what you're seeing, and so you go and you know what that experience is going to be like, and invariably that experience absolutely is just exactly what it should be. It is that what it says on the tin experience, and I think. I think we need to I think we need to give a ring donut far more credit than it actually gets. Friday. So it's Friday morning. Um and um everybody's gone the house is quiet. Um I've I've just recorded, you know, the previous uh, my pre- previous thoughts from from the week. Um but but today's I'm doing I'm doing. I'm doing on the day, uh, and apologies for not doing all the others on the day. Um, you know, in a perfect world, you'd do them every single day, and but then you know, there's a workflow, and there's a washing schedule, and there's an ironing schedule, and there's all the other things that go along. So actually, it's easier to sit down and do this to do this with a brew and do it do it once. What I found myself doing this morning, just as I was thinking about what I was gonna how I was going to start this and what I was going to do. I, I was sitting on the edge of the, on the edge of the bed and I was looking at, um, a bookshelf and, um, 
I, I've always wanted a bookshelf just underneath the ceiling in a room so that it looks like your books are touching the ceiling and you do it the entire width of the room. And I'm actually gesticulating with my hands now to, to show you what I mean, which is obviously, you know, bollocks. But, um, and so when we had the, 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 the bedroom moved around and changed, we left uh, one of the walls completely free of coving so that that would be the wall that the bookshelf would go on. And that was three or four years ago. Um, because I had a fixed idea in my head of what this shelf wanted to look like. And I wanted it to look like a floating shelf. I didn't want you to see the brackets or anything. I wanted it just to look like a, a single piece of wood that ran the entire, magically ran the entire width of the wall with, with, with books on top. And I'm a huge fan of books and I'm a huge fan of books as not Kindle things and not electric things, but actually physically um, books for a number of reasons. I mean, it's the whole tactile experience and I'm very much that kind of person. Um, but also, you can't hit a wasp with a Kindle more than once. So we're surrounded by books. There's books everywhere. If there's one thing I hoard, and I don't hoard, but I hoard books. Um, and this this shelf is up in 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 the room, but it only it only got put up a few weeks after I'd finished working, <clears throat> because in of itself, what I wanted in my head was just it was just bloody complicated it was it was a it was a hard thing to realize to get to what i i wanted um and um and i think what was interesting about that was cuz i'd put that off for ages and and it was one of the first things where i actually achieved something tangible that I'd wanted to do for a while. So this time that I'd now got ahead of me, I'd actually I'd actually converted into something that hadn't been something I could have done before I had that time. Um, and I, I embraced my inner shelf um, and and managed to find a way of making this thing work. And it and it looks and it looks great. And I don't know if there's anything to this story other than um, Every time I have a moment, every time I have a, uh, you know, if I have a few days where I'm just not feeling like I've I've made any progress, then I I look at the shelf because the shelf was the first thing that 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 marked out the end of one period of my life and possibly the the, the start of another. So um, it's worth looking round to find those things and hanging on to them. And and I say for me for me it's a shelf. Uh, I don't know what it would be for anybody else, but um, maybe at times we have to just look at uh, little things like that and just draw a lot from what is, in essence, quite a simple thing. Um, anyway, um, that's that's a few thoughts for Friday. Um, and I'm going to get on and we've got things for the weekend and what have you. Um, I'll, um, I'll look forward to talking to you again next week. for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production